and welcome to the Horror House Podcast. I'm Dave. I'm Chris. And this week concludes our two-week special on James Spader. I'm kidding. Uh, he does feature prominently in uh, two weeks in a row. So Yes, surprisingly I, enough. I, he may be the first uh, person to get receive such an honor. He may be. Other than maybe the Chud, if you can consider the Chud as a purse, as like a singular thing, that may be the only other instance. <laughs> but I mean, so if the Chud happened, uh, and then you have Bud the Chud, assuming they're saying the same universe because it's the sequel to the movie, right? Bud is probably hiding in the background somewhere in in Chudville, New York. Yeah. I mean that. Yeah, um, you're right. So James Spader is our s- second chud. Is that where we're sitting? He, he is the. Can we just call that the uh, chuddies? <laughs> you get a chuddy award for uh, uh, being linked to two movies in a row. I would love to hear him accept the Horror House Chuddy of the Year as second, <laughs> second most featured person and uh, you know congratulations james spader uh i know mcu playing ultra voicing ultron that was a big step on your way to earning the ultimate honor of a chetty yes and after watching cronenberg on a crash for last week, watching him and Wolf, which, hey, surprise, that's what we're talking about this week, was a whole different, it was just a whole different thing, seeing him just not fucking everything, basically. <laughs> but we'll get to that in a minute, a couple minutes maybe, we'll see. Uh, first, to start things <laughs> off, uh, if you like Wolf, if you don't like Wolf, we would like to know about it, uh, or any other movies that you would like to hear on this podcast dave where can they reach you at uh you can start by hitting me up on twitter at sweetness one that's six e's six e's that checks out i am at chrysorcist also you can reach both of us collectively at horror house two the number two if you're a little bit on the old school side like Man, up up to hip to do Twitter. <laughs> and you can uh, just send us an email at the horrorhouse at horrorhousepodcast at gmail.com. No, the. Or you can hit us on the horrorhouse page on Facebook. And finally, if you would like to send us a message with your own sound attached to it from your own vocal cords. You can do that by going to anchor.fm slash horrorhouse. You can leave us a voice message. Uh, Who knows? Maybe one day we will play some of these just absurd amounts that have been accumulating for the last uh, going on three years. (laughs) So, wow. Yeah. We are that damn good. Until until we get to that episode, though, what you've been doing since the last time we were here? Oh, well, 
it's it's been a little barren for me. I did watch um continuing to watch Slasher season one on uh, nice. Amazon Prime or no on Shutter. Continue to watch Slasher on Slutter. Watched Wolf. <laughs> did you say uh, Slutter? Multiple times this week. <laughs> Slutter. I had to bring it up because it got me and I couldn't I couldn't hide the laugh. It just got Oh, got, oh got Shutter. Me. Not Slutter is the porn site I subscribe yes. to. Shutter. Do use uh checkout code Horrorhouse2 on both sides and we're sending a message more than getting you coupons that work. But right. Right. Yeah. A- after that fails, <laughs> use the coupon code that is actually works. Yes. But uh, yeah, start with Horror House too, and see how that works. Yeah. Um. So that, you know that's it. A lot of lot of work. A lot of lot of, lot of uh, shoulder to the grindstone, ne- nose to the wheel. I feel you. I feel um, you. I I'm I'm gonna have to get in on this slasher thing because I watched a couple of episodes a, a while ago, maybe a year, two years ago, and and liked it, but I just didn't carry through with it. Uh, but I need to get in now. I need to get in now while there's only like three or four seasons. Because once I think it gets too many, I just it can't. must it must be on another site, and then only now moving in syndication to Shutter because mm-hmm. the only thing Shutter has is it's releasing one episode at a time yeah, each week. I saw that. I and and there's no other seasons or other so I I, I don't know. I'm I kinda... watched it on Netflix uh when I think there was one or two seasons. I don't okay. know if it originated there though, but I know that's where I watched the first couple episodes. So yeah. Okay. Okay. Anything, so, anything? Anything else? Um. Oh, let's uh, let's start with just a talk about werewolves. Um. I didn't hold on. In, hold on. Hold your horses. Oh yeah. I have three things. Oh okay. Hit us. So first, we talked about uh, some reading stuff before we started the episode. Uh, the wife got me John Keel's The Mothman Prophecies. Uh. But on book, is that what is that how the kids say it? Yeah, on pages. So I've started that. It's on retro media. Retro media. Oh, it's it's very vintage. <laughs> and she got me the Twilight Zone complete '80s series, which I have watched the first two episodes, and it is it is not. The OG, but it's not. It's it's. You can picture Twilight Zone in the eighties, and you're probably pretty close. <laughs> but Bruce Willis was in the very first episode, so that was fun. Um, and lastly, uh, you know, sometimes uh, we you've talked about like turning a movie on or something as you're going to sleep. And one of my go tos, and I can't. I don't think I've ever talked about it on a horror house episode. Is the Vindicator? Have you ever watched the Vindicator from nineteen eighty? Five, eighty-five or eighty-six. It's real trash, it's, but I, I watched a lot of trash in the eighties. It sounds familiar. If you watched it at uh, some point, but I was like, I can't believe I've not. Maybe in a season to come, it's going to be an episode. So just throwing oh, that okay. out there. Okay. It's it's right up my my dumb kind of VHS trash alley. 
but yeah, I watched it again last night, and I've I've probably watched this movie at least a good ten times. It never gets any better, but maybe one day. <laughs> but those uh, those three things that does it okay. for my okay. what you watching. But for this week, with Wolf nineteen eighty four starring Mister Jack Nicholson, before we get into the movie, Dave. Let's let's talk yeah. about some uh, WAPs. Is that what like werewolf <laughs> at the park? Oh, okay, okay. I don't, uh, I, got, I don't know. I couldn't make it work. In, in, on that, I'm I'm not improv. I can't improv. I can't do it. Werewolves. Uh, werewolves are pretty cool. In fact. I kind of think, like, of the of the horror monster, like the classic horror monsters. I mean, Frankenstein mm. is my favorite dude. The original trifecta, if you will. Yeah, yeah. We're, he's my favorite dude, but of, like, the things that can, you know, that there's more than just one. I mean, Frankenstein, Frankenstein's monster is one dude. Right, right. Werewolves, there can be. There's more than one. Vampires, there's more than one. Um, you know, creatures from the Black Lagoon. I have to assume there's more than one. Somewhere out there is a creature of the Black Lagoon, a female just with big eggs. old tatas. <laughs> yeah, just fucking pooping out eggs, and and the creature is just fucking beating it on top of them. And uh, I don't yeah, want to see that remake. I don't. That's it's. It's anatomically. I don't want to see an anatomically correct Gill man. Even, even um, yeah, Shutter be like, I'm. Pa- we're passing on this one. Uh, <laughs> but I think Full Moon would pass on that. One. <laughs> so, um, unless unless they can go full nudity. So, uh, uh, um, but werewolves are probably my favorite of you know. Really. Yeah, I mean it's so cool. If I could, if I was going to be one, it'd be werewolf, man. I, like, because if you were going to be one, you can walk around during the day, and this like, uh, where's my SPF? Uh, like a vampire or something. Not none of this. Oh, I've got dry skin, guys. Of the Gill Man, um, and and mummies. Although. I, I've got a super sweet spot for the original mummy movie. Like I said, that was my, mm. that was my go-to mummy movie when I was a kid or horror movie when I was a kid. Um, but you know, they, they're kind of shambly and old and dusty, you know, but right. werewolves, man, you could be cool and sexy and like, uh, yeah, I mean, just I'll, I'll bite your throat out, dude. You know, yeah. give me my latte, bitch. Uh, werewolves are cool, and I could, I could definitely if I if I could choose one, if I was choosing one, it'd be a werewolf. Okay, okay, it's not a bad deal because you still get to be your normal self at least for part of the day, right? Or at least part of the day when there's a full moon in some lore. Right, like it. so, I mean, you... like, and the other like twenty seven days uh, right. of, <laughs> of the month, you're just fine, you know. Oh, oh no, 27 days out of 28, I have, you know, heightened senses and, you know, uh, I kill like super three or four strength people and... in the park. It's nah, no big deal. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. 
That's pretty cool. So there's a little bloodlust on the side. You know, no problem. deal with that and you're good. No problem. The also, I mean, if you go with I, I'm not I'm not the big I I mean I know like the big ones would you know, like uh the original, you know uh holy shit, what is the original? The Lon Chaney. What is that called? Just where the the Wolfman, wolf, the Wolfman. Wolf Jesus yep. Christ, I was like the werewolf. That's not right. The wolf. That's not right. Holy shit, Wolfman. <laughs> the wolf wears human skin, and he just seemed like paranoid and anxious. But mm-hmm. and then, um, the next one that really comes to mind for werewolf movies for me is an American Werewolf in London, which is yes. one of my favorite movies. Period. Yes. And he also was just kind of like beaten down and scared and I mean he had his dead best friend and all that <laughs> coming to him the uh, wolf I mean not to jump the gun yet but like in wolf Jack Nicholson gets like some little like added confidence a little boost to his normal life which I don't know has been done since or before I don't know I'm not an expert but I you know that's kind of a cool trade off if you can get it right I mean that's not bad yeah, I mean, I, uh, that's great. That's great. And uh, I think we can't... Uh, the wolf turns a lot of things on its head, but in general, yeah. werewolves, you know, the, it's got to be uh, the silver bane or the wolf's bane uh, plant is kind of their garlic. You know, it's like, uh, turn. yeah, it's, it smells too strong. I, I don't like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, or a silver bullet. Silver bullet. Good Stephen so, King movie. <laughs> it's a damn good Stephen King movie. It doesn't ever get a, talked about. It never gets talked about. It's a about. shitty theory that that's the only way to kill a werewolf. Right. Uh, there was a robot chicken skit with a that just started with like there was a werewolf, and this dude pulls out a pistol and shoots him, and the werewolf falls to the ground, but he starts to get back up, and the guy pulls out like a ims. Uh, some big like Gatling gun right. helicopter mounted machine gun just shoots him with like a thousand bullets and then pulls out a flamethrower <laughs> and just torches the what's left. And um, then it shows two like D and D nerds and they're like, Nope, it wasn't a silver bullet, he's still alive. <laughs> did like, come sh- on, man. Did it show the wolf just like in agony and just like He's just like I just I can't keep going, <laughs> but you're not. Yeah. Killing oh me. yeah, <laughs> I, it's been a while since I seen it, but I remember it like there was a lot of blood and a lot of flesh being. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was. So the the silver bullet thing is kind of played out. I'm glad they yeah. didn't keep that for the for Wolf. Yeah, it's yeah. we'll talk about, but. Uh, yeah, I'd love to be a werewolf, man. It's not a bad. It's not a bad gig as far as it's all not the even, horror uh, it, roles go. It's not yeah, bad. It, even right now, like if somebody just was, yeah, I could make you a werewolf. It it wouldn't even have to be like, like you could be a vampire or a werewolf. Pick your curse. <laughs> no, it's it's not pick your curse, man. I don't see a whole lot of downside to werewolf bloodlust uh, once a month. You know. Right. Shit. Uh, there are a lot of there's a lot of extra people on this planet, and I <laughs> I'm just saying uh, they may not taste the best. I'm starting with assholes. 
like not like physical assholes like <laughs> asshole people well i mean if you're if you're bipedal right no if you're quadruped then you would would maybe maybe you would be literally starting with the asshole <laughs> could be could be well, uh, can we I'd talk like about to... that for a second would you rather be bi- bipedal or, or quadruped Can I not uh, really transition or be like some in between? I mean, you know, if you, you know, Wolfman was, I mean, you got the little bit of like hunching over, I guess, right? But like, you know, like, like a real like wolf wolf or like more of like a man wolf, maybe is a better question. I think, I think I'd say man wolf if I was choosing. Would it would it uh, sour the deal if it was like if you change you have to change into just like a literal wolf? No, no, because I feel like anyway you're giving up a little bit of humanity for like one day a month. Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna go crazy that night. But I can do I can take steps in advance to make sure I didn't hurt the people I loved. Uh, uh-huh. Traditionally, there's a there's the trope of no matter how bad the monster is, the human is still sitting inside. So, you know, he's right. not going to eat the women, the people he loves or something like that. You know? mm-hmm. So I would just be like uh, the night before the trans- transformation, I'd be like, I'd go to a neighborhood where everybody seems like assholes <laughs> and just be like, oh, this neighborhood seems like it's full of assholes. This is where I'll just do my transformate here. Well, I think that's fair. <laughs> I think that's fair. I am, you know, you've got me thinking really now about like what I would pick if, you know, it's like, do you want to be a vampire or a werewolf? I think I would maybe go vampire myself just because I, 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 you know, I, I feel like I'm a night owl anyway. Mm-hmm. Plus the never aging mm-hmm. part. You know, that, oh, that'll be, be interesting cool. when the, you know, the heat death of the universe happens. Like, uh, maybe don't want to be around b- then, but. Yeah. Right. So climate warm, uh, global warming, <laughs> climate change kills everybody, but the fucking vampires. It's like, oh, this is sucks. Yeah. Cause it's going to be so hot even at night. You know? a, I mean, a, night. That's a twilight zone episode waiting to happen. Really? Yes. But and what if something what if you get sick? Like, I mean, how many people, how many patients can Dr. Acula see in a day? <laughs> Sorry, I had to fair. Do. That's super fair. <laughs> so uh, any other things on on the general werewolf lore that, that you want to? Talk about before we get into the 1994's Wolf. Uh, no, no. Let's uh, let's have an ad and get into it. And we're back. We're talking this week. Uh, Jack Nicholson in Wolf 1994. Dave, this was yes. your pick. Uh, why did mm-hmm. why did uh, what drove you to Wolf? If I may be as so bold to ask. So I uh, as as astute. Listeners of the rabble will notice mm-hmm. I've been on a little um, a trend. So I, I did a new version of the mummy or a newer, I should say, version of the mummy. 
I doing the mummy with Tom Cruise. I did a newer version of Frankenstein with I Frankenstein. And here I chose a newer version of the Wolfman with 1994's the wolf. Yeah, not the Benicio um, del Toro wolf from, I forget what year that was. Uh, that was, was that not Wolfman? Oh, was it Wolfman? I forget. I, I don't know. It was hor- It was terrible. I can't remember a lot about it. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> it's so fucking long. Um, I, th- I think I do it, remember and, it being long. Yeah. Yeah. And it pains me to, I, it hurts me like I'm talking bad shit about my best friend. Like, <laughs> because sometimes you got self love, Dave. It's I, know, love. I, know. <laughs> I love Benicio del Toro, man. He's got so much cool shit. And I think Rick Baker did that makeup too, or at least some yes. of the designs so for yes. whatever that one was called, Wolf Manor. I mean, we will talk about Rick Baker for- later. Yeah, and the oh, definitely, and the the makeup is closer to this, yeah, than the OG. The, uh, what when I think of Rick Baker, man, I think oh yeah, yeah, uh, uh, American Werewolf in London, um, Thriller, uh, The Howling. You know, that's the, those are the transformations that I think of when I think of. Rick video, Baker, man, they, they were so good. Video, yeah, he did. I mean, he's such a good. He's one of the, um, the best ever. And, uh, uh, you know, why Harry and the Hendersons? Um, oh, yeah, he's I mean, I talk about Savini a lot, but I mean, I'm a literal Savini stand, so it's fair. But mm-hmm. I mean, can't deny Rick Baker at all. I mean, I'm not a makeup guy. I, I'm not a, the. I'm not the makeup guy. I'm not the the, you know, special effects guy. Mm-hmm. And there are two that like, I know and recognize, and it's Rick Baker and Tom Savini. That's that's two great ones to be aware of. <laughs> if you only know two, that's a great two, in my opinion. Um, uh, he was involved with Men in Black. Um, yeah, you know, the Frighteners, which is I think it's a little high underrated, and maybe uh, yeah. we should do it on here sometime. But that was a good movie. That was actually yeah, I'm down. Um, well, since we're here, let's just talk about the makeup in Wolf, I guess, for a second. But sure. I love love maybe you know as far as werewolves go, uh, maybe my top five, maybe my top. Th- three maybe even, I, I don't know if i would say my favorite i'm not sure what my favorite even is but jack nicholson's makeup in this movie is top notch to me it's one of the best it's 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 you know it's not as hairy as like the og wolfman mm-hmm. but i mean it's still it like exaggerates his features and makes him look a little bit younger i think mm-hmm. um but it just it blends in so good with him as an who he is, his normal features, and it just blends in so good that it's, it's just, it's just so good. It's just so, so good. So, is it a coincidence or was it intentional that you said you love Nicholson's makeup so well? You didn't say the makeup of this movie so well. Did you feel the same about uh, Spader? Mm, no, I. 
I'm glad you brought that up. I did not feel anywhere even in the same ballpark with his makeup. And I, I'm not quite sure why that is because I mean, they're similar in design and maybe that's the problem, <laughs> I guess maybe. There's not enough uh, uniqueness to Spader. Yeah, it's like it didn't blend into Spader's like f- features. I mean, maybe he doesn't have like those kind of, you know, you know, everybody knows Jack Nicholson's eyebrows. Like you just build right. into that, and you could have something cool. And, uh, James Spader don't quite got that, or at least then in '94. Um, but his makeup just what? Uh... It was off-putting scene in the police station where spader just has the contact lenses in yeah guys yeah that was very off-putting to me it wasn't like off-putting as in and i'm really this guy's really intimidating it was off-putting in man this guy looks like a fucking tweaker (laughs) what the hell drugs is he on right uh yeah Uh, i mean they really focused on the eyes in this movie like it, even on a you know in a story perspective like the f- go from makeup to the into the like story i guess i i had just noticed the very werewolf the very the wolf that bit nicholson at the beginning bit will <laughs> randall at the beginning you know the, as they're showing it like he has kind of human eyes and i never realized that until today <laughs> when <laughs> i was just i have it play next to me and I'm like, holy shit, I didn't pick up on that before. But yeah, so I, I wish that would have played a bigger part, something. But when they're I, changing, I think I, it doesn't. I, yeah, at least Spader, I agree. <laughs> it's it's kind it, of it, weird. I, I think um, I'm going to I'm going to go a little bit into special effect here, and not just in makeup. Uh-huh. The I swear I watched this movie three times this week. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, and I had, I watched it and then I watched it again. And then I watched just the ending. Mm-hmm. And then yesterday still, and I watched the first part of it so that I could tease her about her wolf theory. Um, but first time of these three I watched it because I probably haven't watched this since the 90s the first of the three times I watched it I was disappointed my nostalgia for the wolves was was greater than the reality I think same um, when the first wolf bites Will and, and runs off into the forest and the others are just sitting there and the one's head is just moving up and down and, and it's very like Oh, this is clearly just some shitty fucking animatronic. Yeah. Now, by the third time I watched it, there were some... It it grew on me a little bit because there was a little bit more nuance to the moves. And at first, it was just, you know, that head was bobbing up and down. But the third time I watched it, I realized the eyes are actually shifting back and forth. The head is not just bobbing up and down. There's There's some movement. There's some more to it. I think showing just it straight not on was a bad call. Like, it shouldn't have been a straight-on shot. Like, it should have been... It just showed the proportions weird, I think, for one thing. And, like, it just... It was so dark. It, yeah. it was so dark, a lot of it was lost. But, I mean, I just think the shot kind of didn't didn't help the, like, fake look of it. 
and you know once you get past that like I, maybe that's what was keeping me from seeing like the human looking eyes before maybe um, but yeah. like I said the third time I watched it I noticed a little bit more and I enjoyed it a little bit more it wasn't as bad to me and I don't remember it being seeming bad and uh, this movie came out in 94 I probably watched it in 95 mm-hmm. on VHS so um Maybe DVD. Hell, I don't know. Was DVD? But, I don't think in '95 it was quite out yet. I remember watching yeah, this on I, like I, HBO or Cinemax or something when I was a kid. But I, I, I clearly watched it in pieces because it was. You know how they show movies. I think they still do. It's like coming up at 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. and yeah. 6 p.m. is Wolf. <laughs> you have 12 I, chances today to catch this, so you'd always get. I, I rented this as soon as it was out. I can really? promise that because I couldn't wait. I mean, Jack Nicholson. I was as a werewolf. Too. Yeah. I I don't know that there was in in the early nineties. Is there anyone else that you would have been like right. as interested in seeing as a wolf as Jack Nicholson? I mean, looking back now. uh, with my not quite a little kid's brain. Like even I think I think with my little kid's brain, I don't think I could have picked anybody else. <laughs> right. And you know, now thinking back of then, like no, not really. It, it literally uh, I like this movie. I like mm-hmm. a lot of this movie. There are certain things that I would change. Um, but Jack Nicholson is not one of them, and his makeup is not a thing I would change either. Um, one of the things, speaking of Nicholson and his makeup and, you know, picking, casting him, my biggest takeaway from the whole movie is that Jack Nicholson is the Wolverine we'll never get. <laughs> oh, my God. He needs to be... I, I, don't, I don't know that old, young Wolverine, but how... Grizzled, oh how good would God. he be as old man Wolverine? Old man Logan. Old man Logan is abs that would blow my mind. Because, <laughs> you know, watching this, you know, especially when he's like transformed into the wolf, or at least when he gets you know a little bit more primal, I'm just like it's like I'm watching like the Wolverine that I've always wanted to see. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. And fuck. I it it that sends sends it down a whole other path, but I just had to bring that up because no, and I, and this is a good me. part I think to just look at the entire cast from top to bottom. Okay. Um, for one, Michelle Pfeiffer, she what? has barely aged in a day. Uh, yeah. She's such a such a beautiful woman. Um, she's just amazing. You talked about the eyes. Her mm-hmm. eyes. Hers were perfect. Yeah. Oh, yes. At the end, Uh like (laughs) the complete opposite of James Spader. Sorry, James Spader. But, oh, yeah. No, James Spader is such a good actor. And he's Stuart Swinton as a character in this is such a talk about Stuart because I have mixed feelings on him as a character. And I may need. Oh, I think he's perfect. I think he's perfect because he is that sniveling, backstabbing fake motherfucker that exists in every workplace. Right. Like you were begging 
their boss to fire Jack and put and Will and put you in his place. And when Will calls you out, it's like, oh, not not me, man. Say the word and I'll quit. And yeah. so, you know, I, I love when when Jack has is feeling himself and he goes to him and he's like, Okay, I want you to resign. And and Stuart's like, Oh, I can't do that. Yeah. Oh, then why did I say it? And he, so Give he gets called months. out and he acknowledges that he's clicked, <laughs> kicked out, but then he's still trying to cover it up because he's such a fucking accomplished bullshitter. Yeah. And, and ask so us and Brown. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's I, such a fucking conniver. I wish I um, think my biggest problem with him, his character anyway, not James Spader, but you know, with, with, uh, will we get a you know some kind of like from point a to point wolf you know like a build of like his even his personality is getting a little bit more confident and all that but with i didn't feel that with with stewart and no i mean that's part i guess that's part of it if you think about it like then you reveal in the police station that you know obviously with those eyes he's you know changing the bite from will but i just feel like i wish there was something more noticeable before that i don't know i don't know what it could have possibly been but if you're going to do if you were going to play that slow game you wouldn't have the bite from will like that yeah maybe you have more of a tussle and you don't see that because as soon as will bit him you knew what was happening yeah you know uh, I mean, um, a good a good option, which uh, to just to talk about another character real quick is uh, what was the what was that doctor's name? Alizaeus, the lore provider. <laughs> who? Uh, yeah, I I swear I in my perfect version of Wolf, he he would not have been just that. I mean, his literal purpose is to provi- provide some kind of lore. He he literally could have been replaced by a book or a pamphlet on werewolves or or something, right? And or a, a movie. He could have been watching a movie on TV about yeah. werewolves. And, and the, I, I yeah. would have liked Will to have bitten him and or or something. Maybe he could have even been like one of the wolves at the beginning or something. Just to like maybe we get like a three way fight between Will and and Alizaeus and Stewart, or or maybe it's Alizaeus that you know bites Stewart or or something else with with him. I felt would have been so much better. But I mean, when you can re- literally replace one of your characters with a scroll, <laughs> mm-hmm. like it I, was, it was that was purely exposition. So uh, yeah. Uh, but I mean that's the next best thing I could think of other than will biting him. Cause I mean, you don't want will to know that it could ever possibly be Stuart, I guess. Right. So, I mean, right. that's, that's my, that's my one thing I can think of, but just to throw Alizaeus in there, who I thought was actually a cool character just had nothing to do. <laughs> the actor, I swear I knew that actor from something, but I can't place him. I think, yeah, I thought that too, but I didn't, I did not look him up. Um, but yeah, somewhere I just felt like they Hollywood cast some white guy to exactly copy his image. <laughs> so Steve Gutenberg, that's what he was doing in '94. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on in the cast, though, Christopher Plummer. Yeah, I mean we we know his horror cred with uh, especially with the Hammer films, and um, the model for the 
werewolf or the vampire expert in you know fright night was you know that was so modeled after christopher Plummer. yeah and um niles crane man i forgot (laughs) niles crane was in this fucking movie so yeah he was. It's I'm not so even. Weird. I'm not a Frazier guy, but I saw him in there. And I was like, "What the fuck, Niles?" There was a. I wouldn't call it a horror movie, but like kind of like a maybe a psychological thriller from. Damn, maybe maybe ten years ago, maybe not quite ten years ago. Um, where he's like having a dinner party or something. Uh, I forget the name of it the host or something I, like that or yes 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 i remember watching that i forgot all bad. about that even to just now till you saw that and yes it was pretty decent it, it he was very niles. it broke the night he was very menacing mm-hmm. you know without being like he's not a physical guy but he was very menacing he's just this he seems yeah. so cool and calculating and capable of anything yeah and then uh detective bridger who we've talked about uh on this very podcast before the the Richard uh, jenkins the stepbrothers uh, not only the father and stepbrothers <laughs> not only the father and stepbrothers but also my favorite character in bone tomahawk Chicory! Oh my god, I forgot all about that. Yeah. Chicory, holy shit. That's some whorehouse nostalgia. Wow. <laughs> I forgot uh, all about that. Yeah. Mind blown. Not mind blown. Right how now. how is it that the character he played in 1994 I mean, maybe not older, but he looks more grizzled. And the real life actor looks now. <laughs> I, uh, uh, what'd you think of him in this in as the detective? I thought he was pretty light. I didn't think he he yeah, had, he, had much he, weight. He wasn't very threatening. No, he he's pretty forgettable. Um, he's kind of just. He's kind of just thrown in there to move the story along. He doesn't feel yeah. like he is fully fleshed out character, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, so uh, to jump back real quick, Christopher Plummer, there, him and Jack Nicholson, at, well, at the time, still <laughs> are only seven years apart in age. Meanwhile, Jack Nicholson and Michelle Pfeiffer are 21 years apart in age. So... If if age is a is a barrier to dating for anybody, there there the, there were some walls <laughs> being jumped over in this movie. Um, I just I felt like uh, Christopher Plummer's character also just wasn't fleshed out very much because I mean here's this guy yeah. who's all of a sudden like just with his daughter, and that's never something that really gets in his way <laughs> it never really bothers him i mean all that much uh, but i mean here's one of his employees i guess you could dare to say one of his peers that is seemingly just i i mean they're not really even dating it just goes like pretty much like straight to like he's just there <laughs> yeah i i wonder if there's not a at least a scene or two or Maybe. a 
script rewrite that we're missing because it it seems odd to me at the end of the movie at the conclusion when he tells um michelle pfeiffer he he tells his daughter um you know oh i think all this happened because uh i was worried that you were going to fall for will randall but you didn't. You fired Will before you knew Laura and Will were gonna be romantically linked. Been so firing yeah. Will, the yeah. o- the only action you took in this whole movie to advance the plot was firing Will and hiring Stewart, and then firing <laughs> Stewart to hire Will. Yeah, and it didn't seem like any of it had anything to do with your daughter. So it, I wonder if there's a, like a, a storyline that's been dropped or something. Yeah, I mean, reading the Wikipedia page on this, Jim Harrison, who wrote it, um, and then in part with this, if you, because uh, the the frickin' uh, IMDb trivia is not, I don't think they fact check that. So I mean, sometimes that's hit or miss. But according to that, him and Jack Nicholson were trying to get this made for years. Mm. Um, and then to read the the Wikipedia page for Wolf, you know, Jim Harrison wasn't happy. They brought in, you know, I mean, a movie is a is a movie by committee. Once you reach a certain yes. point, yep. Um, and uh, you know, script doctors and shit like that, and it just seems like he wasn't happy with what it ended up being. And I think he left. And as much as I writer can leave a project after it's already written you know what i mean <laughs> kind of yes. left the project or left the industry because i mean he had a couple things after that um but not not a whole lot and i mean even the director himself like doesn't i mean he's got movies i've i've heard of that i've never watched like who's afraid of junior uh, virginia wolf uh, the graduate mm-hmm. Uh, the birdcage a couple other things like you know um but d- definitely not a horror been guy around yeah definitely yeah. not a horror guy um and i this movie like i don't know i just feel like maybe maybe jim harrison was uh maybe he had something like and you know once the the you know studio script doctors come in and start you know polishing air quotes it maybe yep. it loses like some scenes that really would have helped solidify that part of the story yeah yeah and i mean in horror regards like it's not really a horrific movie there's certainly i mean like the transformations and like literally you know attacking people and stuff like that's but it, it's kind of light like i mean there's a lot of office stuff which is my least favorite thing about this movie can we talk about the office stuff (laughs) and just like kind of like normal life for will randall that those parts like i get the point of them but they felt like such a drag to me and i get you needed to you know you're building that from point a to point wolf (laughs) but oh man there was just so much office drama to like I did, push through. Yeah, but, I did read and I think that I think that's more the point of the movie though. 
So uh, I guess in the original right, maybe uh, Will was a lawyer and this was going to be some, you know, mm-hmm. lawyer thing. And they just changed it to a, a publishing company and an editor just so it's something a little different. Um, but I think the I think the point of the movie is the office politic. I think the point of the movie is uh, here you have an aging Jack Nicholson, um, his um, kind of lost his zest. He lost his. Did you ever um, feel that in the movie though? Like I know that's kind of where they were trying to go, but I mean, you get a guy like Jack Nicholson who has, kind of commands the attention anyway because he's Jack Nicholson. <laughs> But I never felt like he was like this pushover, even maybe pushover is not quite the word, but I, I thought he did a good job, though, because he's so subdued, which is not what you expect from a Jack Nicholson performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he first is talking about to his wife while she's in the shower and he has just been beaten, you know, she's talking about, did you get the job? Yes. How'd you get it? Uh, I did it the old fashioned way. I begged. And oh, yeah, yeah. which which is one a kind of dog pun, you know, it's kind of deep. Oh yeah. You know, what does, uh, what does a dog do? A dog sits up and begs and he begged for this old job. So he's the old dog. Right. And, um, Spader is jockeying for a position. He's trying to become the male. He's uh, alpha. He's trying to dethrone Jack and he does it. He does it at work. He does it by banging his wife um it's almost beyond even just like wanting his job it's like he's literally trying to like push him out of the pact the pack yes of of yes yeah i mean at at one point they talk about jack taking a job in eastern europe do you think um uh charlotte was going to go with him i Mm -hmm. i don't think so i think she was i think he was out so I mean, um, I, that may have played a bigger part in the original story as well. Like this whole like replacing the kind of leader of the pack, maybe with with this with you know the new the new guy, the Spader. Um, that, that, that I just feel like I feel like that's my biggest thing with this movie is like I just feel like there was something there's something we're missing, and it maybe it is the you know the rewrites and stuff. It could very well be. Yeah, could be. Could be. Um, let's see where to go next. Um, uh, so can we talk about Stella's theory? Sure. I have given Stella a hard ass time this week. Uh, because. I told her I bought this on Vudu. I, I talked about um, watching this for the this week. And um, she even gave it the thumbs up to Jackie and said, yeah, you ought to watch this. It's, it's a good werewolf movie. Mm-hmm. And um, she said something just to me, not to Jackie. She wasn't trying to spoil it about Michelle Pfeiffer. One, she's one of her Stella's all time favorite movies i think and all-time go-tos is stardust also starring uh, michelle pfeiffer starring michelle pfeiffer as a witch Mm. um but she gave it a thumbs up but she said to me something about um them being an i I don't remember i think it was them 
Michelle Pfeiffer, Jack Nicholson being an unlikely couple to have a love story and, and with a happy ending at the end of the movie, uh, they don't end up together. And she was kind of stunned, so she argued with me. I said, no, they don't end up together. At the end of the movie, Jack Nicholson runs off to be by himself to, to be with the wolves, mm-hmm. and she's you know doing her own thing. So Stella's theory, and she has stuck by it so far, is that Michelle Pfeiffer is a wolf from start to finish. That she's the original wolf that bit Jack Nicholson on the hand. Where is she? Where, uh, give me more information. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's what makes it such a crazy idea. I, I would, you know how I am with these theories. Uh-huh. I will ride with it if you provide me a little bit of. Um, I mean, evidence. Go, go, or... Listeners, rabble, go back and listen to our Chud episodes. I'm pretty sure Dave tied in the Chud universe to Home Alone. I think to maybe even Marvel and a couple other universes. And that yes, has yes. became the Batman. The I think Batman. Yes. <laughs> and you know that the, really it's the horror house universe at that point because you, you deserve writing credits. But I mean, I, I feel like she was too put. Uh, you know, she was taken aback when she kind of learned some of these things. So I, I don't, I don't know if, the, if I can go off that ledge with my sister. <laughs> No, no, she's clearly at one point as she defends, I, I, I will give her credit. So she defends Will when she goes to the police station and she's talking about Will and when the police first come to find him, yeah. she's all in on defending Will. She's telling him, don't talk to the cops. Don't yeah. say another word, you know, we'll be down, but she has no intention to come to the police station. Right. It's only later that she decides, okay, maybe I'm scared of him. I'm going to come to the police station. But then she sees um, Stuart and she becomes, she realizes, okay, maybe it isn't Will. Maybe, right. you know, so she moves on and decides to protect him. Uh, at no time did I see anything that made me feel like she was a wolf. You know, she didn't. Sure, she yeah. seems kind of sympathetic. I, I believe this is a um, Walking Dead situation or a Night of the Living Dead situation where mm-hmm. those things never mention zombies. And I believe this is the same situation because never is yeah. werewolf mentioned. No, nope. it's alluded to, and they talk about demon wolves uh, with the doctor. Yeah, but never werewolves yeah and i actually like wrote that in my in my notes it put werewolves werewolf in parentheses mm. because i was like is that really i mean yeah he's transforming but and can we clear something up for me uh i mean is is the end game of this like permanent transformation into a wolf or is it that's what i kind of think i think he yeah which which I mean, I, I don't I have like to say that. worries. No, no, no. <laughs> the, no, the, this the is version that... we were talking about earlier is way better. As like, I love that you can change back. That's great. But to do that and then you're just a wolf from there till you're done. I'm like, no, 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 not for me. <laughs> not no, for me at no. All. I, I, I want, I, I want my human life still. Yeah. 
Okay, I wasn't sure if that was his, where you know his end game. If that's where he was headed, is once that transformation. Because I remember you know Alizaeus was saying some things, and I'm just like, is that where this went? Is that where this goes? I don't. It sure feels that way. I I'm. I don't know. <laughs> it is. I I think at the end of the movie, and I so. He, At first glance, I was very worried for Michelle Pfeiffer at the end of the movie because, you know, she's now a werewolf and she's kind of, you know, she kind of walks away slyly. But mm-hmm. at first I was like, okay, so he's a wolf forever now. She's going to be a wolf forever. And I've since tweaked that. And I have a theory that she will be able to maintain more of her humanity and not go full wolf. And the only, the absolute only thing I have to go on in this is, um, when Jack Nicholson rips off the necklace and goes full wolf to get all his wolf strength up to jump out of the horse pen, Mm-hmm. and save um, his woman, I think he's giving in to that primal side. So once he does that, I think there's no going back for Jack Nicholson. Interesting. Right. So I, I think as long as she doesn't give in to that whole primal side, I think she'll be able to stay a human. Interesting. And whether theory. that's good or bad for humanity, I, I don't know. Right. Uh... Yeah. I mean, as much as Jack Nicholson's character wanted us to believe, like, he's like, I've never loved anybody like you, their love story I didn't buy into all that much. <laughs> it just, I, and that may be another thing with the, the, the script problems, but I just never bought them together the way, I mean, maybe, maybe there's a couple spots, but like overall, like, I didn't feel that much different between him and her and, Will and his wife. The, I mean, yeah, she obviously yeah. has more. I don't know. It just, I, it didn't feel like this all-time love that you know. Like I, I will literally become a werewolf, a, a wolf, a literal wolf, to protect you. And I just, I, I don't know. That was another uh, thing that kind of didn't quite get there. But I'm just being nitpicky now. I think I'm just being nitpicky. But yeah, it was, it was a little hard to stomach. Um, for one, and I, I only say this as a man who looks like I do, it's hard for me to feel sorry for a beautiful people <laughs> when they're like, oh, I've got sideburns. I, yeah. I can't find love. Yeah, I look beautiful to you. But my pinky toe is just as long as my big toe. How will I ever find love? Uh, I I don't feel sorry for these people. Agreed. I'm the guy when I see a commercial comes on for like Match.com. I'm like, (laughs) it must be tough to find somebody to date when you're a fucking supermodel. Yeah. You know? I think, isn't that like a rule for dating? It's like, number one, be pretty. Number two, 
always be number one. <laughs> yes. Uh, and yeah. Uh, I, uh, any other any other big things on this? Um. So if you haven't watched this, if you're someone who's going to be triggered by sexual assault, you know that it's it's. It's pretty real. It's pretty visceral. Oh, you know, uh, the, well, since we're there, like I didn't, we were saying, or I was saying that, you know, the build for Stuart, I, f- I felt like could have existed, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like once that police station scene, like once that hits and, and then from until, you know, Stuart is uh, removed <laughs> from existing, uh, he like goes from passive to like, just like rapey and like yes. murdery yeah he got some of that Cronenberg sexual energy back in his belly yeah. um but yeah he, once once the the shackles were let go he he was he was there but but the makeup uh, <laughs> I don't know what it was about his makeup Full, just, I, I thought the full wolf was better than just the eyes. They didn't just, yeah. they just didn't match. It, it just didn't look good. Yeah. It wasn't scary. It maybe wasn't. should have maybe had, should have had a little bit of more of the facial hair going on or something to maybe not like full on like Wolverine sideburns like Nicholson, but like something mm-hmm. leading up to those. Um, what could they do an in between contact yeah. instead of like the full wolf eyes? Something, something, you know, and then, and then maybe it's a little more subdued that way, or so, I, I, I just didn't care for it. Yeah, so. I think it speaks to the acting ability of James Spader, though, that he's such a just keeps he's smarmy, he's conniving, which is not. You're not the tough guy. You're not the leader of the pack. You're not the alpha if you schemed your way there. Right. You know, but but schemers exist and they find themselves in those roles professionally a lot. Yeah. Um, because they get mistaken for the alphas. Um, and he does a good job of being there where if you look at where James Spader is now, Blacklist and and Ultron and other things he's played now, he clearly is he he's retained that snark and that sense of humor, that dry wit, smartass sense of humor. But he's menacing now. He's more menacing now in his old age than he was. Uh, you know when he yeah, was well, he's got like know, fifteen. You know, yeah, he's got like this. the experience on top of the of that kind of dryness, passiveness, kind of to where it becomes a different thing. Whereas, how old was he here? Probably like maybe thirty, maybe like early thirties, maybe at the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, just didn't have the experience on top of it to feel like completely like sinister, like the way he can today <laughs> mm-hmm. right blacklist oh. it, blacklist is such a good tv series so um let me see here uh, there was one other thing that 
I wanted to talk about, and I, uh, the, I, we talked about Michelle Pfeiffer, Laura's, like, revealing kind of at the end, you know, with, with the eyes and kind of, like, she, I felt a change with her, too, but, I mean, we didn't get a build with her. Mm-hmm. So I, I I suppose that would have to mean she was a bit earlier than that, right? So maybe they were into some kinky shit. <laughs> Her and Will, right? It, so is love making enough oh. to pass on that werewolf shit? And if so, is his you know right. cheating whore of a wife now a werewolf? So. Yeah, but otherwise, if if you don't believe e- one of those things, either that she was bit earlier, or that the love making passed it on, then you have to believe that um, it took time for Will to recognize and accept and control his senses and the powers and the ability. At some mm-hmm. point, it took. Stuart a little time because you know Stuart has already been bitten by the time when uh, Will comes in and pisses on his shoes and does yeah. these things, but he doesn't wolf out, so he's got some control there that Will never had. And now Michelle Pfeiffer, if you don't believe those things, then you believe that she got you know scratched or bit or or attacked by Will or a Stuart at some point during that struggle. And hours later, yeah, at best, <laughs> at, at best, at best, hours later, more realistically, more like 30 minutes, very, very soon afterwards. Yes, that she's got full like control of her powers and senses, and yeah, so, so I would say that at least w- would lead some, some you know, concrete to, to the theory that at least maybe not the whole movie, but at least prior to what we thought originally, which I didn't even have in my notes that just kind of came about. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, I mean, maybe, maybe I can uh, lend some of that to Stella so she could yeah. let's see. Um, I think it's very possible. I, I think I only know of one other woman that could play that that could stand up to Michelle Pfeiffer as far as the eyes go. And okay. that is um Meg Foster, who was the female Ooh, antagonist yeah. from They Live. She's got some mondo yeah. freaky eyes and you know how wild are those eyes i don't know has there ever been a werewolf with those piercing that piercing blue shade instead of yellow but it would it'd be interesting at least that could have been like the you know the female equivalent to those like kind of yellow brown ones in Mm -hmm. in wolf yeah i didn't that's a great idea (laughs) so um i a good movie a good movie all right. Um, so this is your last pick for this season, by the way. I don't know if you realized. Yeah. Yeah, I did. And then, and then next week, and then I am, 
a top secret uh, season finale after that. But for the, for for Wolf, nineteen ninety four with Jack Nicholson, uh, let's get into our overall opinions and and rate this bad boy. Do you want to go? Do you want to go first, or you want me to go first? Um, I'll let you go first. Okay. So for me, I like. Uh, especially the Wolverine-ness of Jack Nicholson. <laughs> the makeup, Rick Baker, top-notch, except the James Spader stuff, not not, not, not my favorite. Um, uh, a lot of, I like this, I don't like that, I like this. A lot of back and forth, so... And I think there's just some things missing that would have fleshed this out to be even better than it is. But that said, all things considered, the good and the bad, I'm gonna I'm gonna rate this out of ten. I'm gonna give this a six point five is where it sits for me. Okay. Check it out if you love the werewolf. Uh yeah. Or if you just love Jack Nicholson, Michelle Pfeiffer, James Spader. Or yeah. Wolverine, if you're a big Wolverine fan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, I came into this uh, before I actually watched it. Like I said, I watched it three times this week. I came into it with an agenda. That sounds bad. But I, <laughs> I, I did. I came into it with agenda. I said, I'm, I'm going to come into this movie and I'm going to be super critical. Oh. Like I'm, I'm really going to be the tough, the tough critic. Mm-hmm. This movie. I remember, I, I remember this movie fondly, but I also remember being a little disappointed because I expected this over-the-top Jack Nicholson performance, like I was used to. Right. And um, frankly. I didn't get it. And, um, you know, that, that hurts. That hurts. Uh, three years after this, he'll do a movie that's not horror at all, uh, as good as it gets. And even though that's a love story, that's more the, of the Jack Nicholson I, I want. You know, that, that asshole Jack Nicholson type of character and you don't really get that uh, maybe for a minute when he's going after Stuart um, you know you get some of the classic Jack Nicholson facial expressions when he after he has slept for 20 fucking hours and his wife's like no it's 730 at night and he's like she's like how do you feel and he's like I feel good and it's that, that cl- closed mouth closed lip smile and the eyebrow raise right that you know only Jack Nicholson can really pull it off. And it's, I'm not sure if this guy is on the level or if I'm supposed to be scared, but if he's smiling, why would I be menaced by this guy? But there's a menace to him. Even when he's smiling and he's feeling good, there's some goofs in this movie that just, that kind of drive me crazy. Uh, He's bit, because he hits a wolf driving his car in the, the movie says Vermont, but it looks like fucking Alaska. <laughs> but the very next day, 
He's not even wearing a jacket and walking down the street of New York City past a construction site. And there are multiple people there and out and it's sunny and there's not a bit of snow anywhere and nobody's wearing a fucking coat. Oh, I didn't get um, The animatronicness, the wolves when they're in the um, forest at, at the first scene after he gets bit. Now, I will say watched it three times this week and every fucking time when the wolf jumps up and bites his hand total fucking jump scare bullshit and I fell for it every fucking (laughs) time I jumped a mile every fucking time it made me jump the doctor that he goes to when he's you know to get checked out and he says he got bit by a wolf and the doctor's arguing with him that's not a wolf a wolf in New England? Yeah, it's a wolf in fucking New England. Have you seen New England? That didn't seem... It's yeah. a wolf in... I'm like, I'm not no geographist, but that doesn't seem out of the question to me. Right, and the doctors <laughs> and that... Like, so... I've given two rabies shots this week. I was really looking for... You know, is this... Is that second shot? Oh, there's another werewolf out there. No, some kid got bit by a snake. Do snakes give fucking rabies? Do they? <laughs> no, I don't believe so. The kid you... Oh, so the kid got bit by a snake and you gave him a rabies shot. Congratulations, doctor. You have killed this man. He got bit by... He's he, intoxicated with venom and you gave him a rabies shot. And then he's like... There's just and a then full bottle just of whiskey ca- under the doctor's desk <laughs> and he's like, oh, I've just been pe- giving people's rabies shots. Like, this kid needed anti-venom. Get him yeah, this, shot. What a, what an idiot. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you should now. see this old bitch that came in last week. She broke her hip. I gave her a rabies <laughs> shot. I'll give it up. I'm getting a kickback on these rabies shots, man. I can't give them out fast enough. Is and then immediately. Sneeze? You catching the flu? Let me give you this rabies shot. <laughs> he immediately goes to the rape from the rabies shot story to it, it, it's the, it, it actually is the rabies shot story. Um, his friend's fucking nephew got bit by a snake and has brain damage. Okay, clearly, you know, so Jack Nicholson's being a nice guy. Is he okay? No, he's got brain damage. You're a fucking asshole, doctor. That's like that, um, that, that what is that joke? Like the, the sad clown goes to the doctor. He's like, I'm listening. Yeah, I, I, well, it was in Watchmen, but I've heard it before that. Like, I forget what he called him in Watchmen, like Polyichi or something. He's like, but doc, he's like, the doctor was like, go see this, um, this clown perform. And he's like, but I am that clown. That's the whole. Yeah. I didn't tell yeah, it. Right? I got you. I got you. I got you. That's kind of like, you know, how is the kid? Uh, he's got brain damage. <laughs> Right. I, the doctor is just a fucking asshole at this point. I yeah. don't know the point of that exchange. Okay, oh, yeah, the what? rabies shot and you saw the doctor, but... What if Alizaeus had been his doctor? Yeah, I, I'm all for that. I'm all for that. That could have been interesting. That could have yeah, and, gave him And the, the doctor's like, yeah. he could have been like, oh, I'm sure you're fine, but in the old country and still given yeah. the fucking exposition... Yeah. So yeah, man, we are fucking script doctors. Firing on all cylinders. <laughs> um, let's see. Any other thoughts? Christopher Plum- Plum- Plummer is an asshole. 
Yeah, uh, not only am I going to fire you from editor-in-chief to I'm going to ban you, banish you to fucking Eastern Europe. <laughs> like, come on. You're, I'm going from the editor-in-chief, even if you want to demote Will Smith or Will... Um, Randall. Not Will Smith. Yeah, he's not demoting the Fresh Prince here. <laughs> uh, if you're demoting Will Randall, he's not going to go from editor-in-chief to the lowest man on the totem pole. You know, mm-hmm. he's still got years of experience and all this stuff. Uh, I was super disturbed that they show the movie clearly equates the editors and the advertising and marketing department as the same fucking thing. It's not. It's two completely different yeah, skill sets. I don't. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of bullshit. Uh, just a small thing when he takes Maude in to see Stuart Swinton and he's like, Stuart, what does her contract called for? He never looks at a book or a computer screen or anything. <laughs> this is, looks like, appears to be a huge, a humongous fucking publishing house. I mean, the, it's like five stories tall, and it's not like they're one office in this whole giant building. Because it seems like everybody in this off in this giant building is working for the publishing company, and Stuart Swinton just remembers her contract off the top of his head. Right. <laughs> you know, there's no which is fuck you. No, no. If you were smart enough to remember everybody's contract, then you'd be smart enough. To look it up, especially, especially, Stuart, you're a conniver. Connivers always have a plan. You wouldn't tell her how easy she could get out of her contract like that. Like, oh, just write us a bullshit book. You, because you're planning on taking Will Smith, Will Randall's job. I almost called him Will Smith again. <laughs> you're planning on taking Will Randall's job. So why would you make it easy for one of the top-notch authors to bullshit her contract. At the least, you would have been like, oh, you've got to let me look that up. It might be, you know, weeks. And then you put her off till Will Randall's fired, and then you call her up and say, I'm sorry, your contract says we got your first book, and it's better be a good one. You know? I, so you're a conniver, but maybe you're not that good of one. You're not very smart. You're just good at the conniving part. I don't know. Um, so all these problems, like I said, I'm coming in hyper fucking critical. Um, I didn't like the fucking open when it's just like the hill and the, the car lights driving down the hill and the full moon's up in the sky. I mean, it, it lasts all of 30 seconds and it fucking irritated me. <laughs> uh, so yeah, fuck this movie. And I still rate it higher than you. I like this movie a lot. Oh, shit. And, I thought uh, I was going to be, I thought I was going to be above you on one of your picks. I, I got you. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Motherfucker. So I, I'm still going to give it a. Too much, too much romance, too much office politic, not enough werewolf blood and gut, uh, a werewolf versus werewolf fight. Uh, James Spader and Jack Nicholson, man, I could have done this movie so much better. Seven. Still a seven, though. Still a seven. It's still, it's still a solid movie. Watch it. 
And the, and did you catch the um? Oh fuck, what's his name? Ross from Friends, the fucking guy. Yes. David, David Schwimmer. David Schwimmer. Yes. <laughs> a pre-Friends cameo here as a as a police officer in the park. Yes. Uh, He's such a small part that he doesn't even make the top cast yeah. page. <laughs> so. Because usually, like, even if it's a small part, if it's someone who has gone on to big things, like it kind of, IMDb will, like, yeah. put you on that top cast page. Yeah, I did notice him. I was like, what the fuck? I All didn't right. notice him until he spoke, and then I was like, was that fucking Ross? <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, All right, so there, there is our review, our ratings, whatever you want to refer to them as. Um... Or Wolf, 1994. Um, not bad. I feel like uh, we've had a couple couple that I've rated very low <laughs> over the last few episodes. I feel like this is this one is getting back up there at least. Um, but for next week, uh, my last pick for this season uh, is 1978. A, a little film you may have heard of it you may have heard of the, of the director a George A. Romero uh, and a little Dawn of the Dead 1978 the OG Dawn of the Dead will be our next flick and uh, gonna gonna be a lot to talk about because that is a, a a big movie oh yeah that's a Fucking classic. It's such a good movie. And so, you know, we started season one with Night of the Living Dead. We're ending season two with Dawn of the Dead. Where's Day of the Dead going to end up being? Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. We'll see what happens. Thanks a lot, Chris. Now you (laughs) act us into a corner. We have to do a in season three. We will. We will. We will see. Uh, or we could we could skip straight to season six. Also, a strong possibility. <laughs> if there's anything you uh, like about the show, you dislike about the show, movies you want to share with us and say, "Hey, have you ever seen Nightmare on Elm Street?" You know, uh, it, I heard it's a pretty good movie. Or if you're like this We've fucking Facebook. If you if you're like the people in this Facebook page that I joined, this Facebook group that I joined, then you'll either tell us one of two things. Uh, how do you feel about Rob Zombie? Because they fucking talk about Rob Zombie every fucking day. <laughs> it's uh, five thousand people saying fuck Rob Zombie, and five thousand people saying Rob Zombie is great and better than anybody else. So all they want to talk about is Rob Zombie, or they like, uh, what about this Friday the 13th? Is it really horror? <laughs> what about this uh, hereditary? I-, I felt like it was about witchcraft. I don't think it was horror. Oh, and it's like, okay, okay what the? Okay. Are you fucking dumb? Are you fucking dumb? Obviously, they've never listened to the Horror House podcast episode when we talked about how horror has blended with 
every imaginable other genre at some point. Right. So, but if you feel some way strongly or, or positively or negatively, or just have something you want to share, hit us up on the social medias. You can hit me at, send me a message at sweetness one. I am at Chris Assist. Also, both of us at whorehouse two, the number two. You can send me uh, us an email at horrorhousepodcast at gmail.com. You can send us a message uh, on the Horror House page on Facebook. Or finally, leave us a voice message with your own voice, your personal human own out of your throat voice uh, at anchor.fm slash horrorhouse. And, uh, yeah, we'll get to listen to you for a change if uh, that's what you're into. Now, watch this movie. It's a good movie. But if you really want something a little more entertaining, something a little newer, if you're like my wife or my daughter, uh, Werewolves Within is out now on a streaming platform near you, and it was very entertaining. And Stella knows that I... My new crush is the AT&T chip who <laughs> is in Werewolves Within. There you go. So that we will leave you with that and the AT&T chick uh, next time. Like I said, Dawn of the Dead, meet back here. Same horror time, same horror channel. And we will talk about some Romero stuff next time. Hey, goodbye. Uh, bye-bye. Bye-bye.